0: Welcome back to the Wizards of Ecom podcast. This is episode number two hundred and forty two. My name is Carlos Alvarez, and I'll be your host for the show. On today's episode, I have a first time guest, Seneca Hampton, best known as the founder of Hampton Adams, which has sold 15 million on Amazon and was featured on the Shark Tank. Seneca, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here.
0: I did the whole LinkedIn thing beforehand, you know, like they, they try to pronounce your name and I was like, is it Seneca? Seneca, I think I asked like nine people. I really <laughs> hope I got that right.
1: You did. It's Seneca, yeah. Yeah, there's a fun, funny, funny uh, fact about that too. Um, the doctor's actually spelt it wrong, and so I have to correct it. <clears throat> so the way you see it spelled now is the way it's supposed to be spelled. The doctor actually botched it on my birth certificate, which is pretty funny.
0: Oh my god! How do they botch it? Do they put a K?
1: <laughs> no, they like 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 put it like an I in the E where the E is. All right. And I'm like, okay. All right. This is great. My mom's kind of out of it, so she's <laughs> she's like, "Wait, what?" And this is back in the what, 80s, so she's like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." Um but really cool. It's a cool little little story.
0: So, like, I I appreciate you taking the time to do this. I know you're like uh between places where you're at. Um you you've sold um just that I know of uh mm-hmm. 15 million on Amazon, and, and that's amazing. You, you've really kind of decided to show off and make all of us look bad here in the sense that you sold <laughs> 6 million of that last year and worked. I was already having a hard time with these people that come up to me after events. And I tell them what my day looks like. I'm like, Oh man, you're not successful. You're not doing the four hour work week, but you decided to put them to shame too. And you you pulled off the 6 million in sales, just the, the Amazon portion of what you do. You've pulled off the 6 million in sales last year alone while working only 30 minutes a month. Now, this would be the time for you to clean that up. Is it 30 minutes a day, a week, or
1: <laughs> legitimately a month? No, it's, it's legitimately a month. It's legitimately a month. Um, now, granted, I had a lot of experience before I started selling on Amazon. So like my day job <clears throat> was selling on Amazon for a different company. And uh, I did that for about three years. And so I saw them go from a million and a half, two million, all the way to 60 million a year. And so I think by the time we were done, it was something like 180, 190 million, something crazy that we had sold over that time. And so I saw them build and I was actually responsible for building the team to do that. And so I saw it. I I saw this is how you research a product. This is how you you know, find demands, This is how you build a listing, this is how you the logistics, all of it. And I was able to look at it and go, how do I streamline this for a one-man team? And so I just kind of as I was working, I was building my own and figuring out what worked, what didn't work. Um, and so I was able to craft something that was highly leverageable. Um and you find out what those those um they call them the big dominoes, right? The 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 big points that you move that really affect everything. And once you figure out what those are you kind of can create systems and processes that operate those. And then you're, you're down to 30 minutes. I mean, unless you just want to be, you know, a control freak, then of course there's more things you can do.
0: I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to love breaking this down because I'm like, I'm I'm like jokingly referred to as king of processes. I love delegating like, and 30 minutes a month. Are you kidding me? My wife would give me anything I wanted if I could get down to 30 minutes a day. So, so (laughs) You, another thing you mentioned that I I, just like right now on the show I'm thinking about, and I've talking to a lot of other super successful um, entrepreneurs, but that have also have 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 really succeeded selling on Amazon. And there's a solid percentage in there that when you when you talk to them and are like, hey, like how did you pull this off or whatever, there's a backstory where They got paid to do it for another company, kind of like at that stage. And then that's got to be the best way to learn. While some people are kicking out thousands for courses, somebody else is paying you good money and you're getting hands-on training, minimized risk to to learn it. So with that minimal risk, you probably get to take, I'm just thinking out loud here, you get to make like a lot of testing, like testing's really cool on paper until it's your money. And then everyone's a little hesitant in the testing, right?
1: Mhm mhm yeah what? imagine testing on a on a so we had 1200 skus imagine testing on 1200 different skus different images different styles of images different orders of images different um titles different title variations different bullets different ways to run advertising different structures for ads like you get it's on their dime and the cool thing is they get the benefit of you finding out what works and what doesn't, right? But you now get to build a playbook of like, I, you literally know this works. that. You're not making guesses now when you launch a product. It's just straight this, 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 this. And it helps you to be very efficient and effective. And so you're, I think that that was probably one of the biggest keys to, to my success was, was spending those three years. By the way, I spent, <clears throat> no exaggeration, 80 hours a week at work on a salary because I was like, this, this is literally someone's paying me to learn how to eventually create my own business. That's going to, this, I would be dumb to, to clock in for 40 and go home. (laughs) I'm going to sit here and I'm going to work my, you know, um, work my butt off. And I did. Um, and I moved all the way from customer service rep to VP of marketing. And I hired like 20 people to, to, to run this place. And it was, it was, it was an amazing experience super it so,
0: was uh oh man outstanding so before completely diving into the like i'm calling it black magic at this point so you so you show me different when this is some kind of black magic right so like so like until until we get into the black magic of this 30 minutes a month um can you can you share like because at some point you you stop working for this company like you you shirk mm-hmm. the the golden handcuffs right um and you decide you're going to go full-blown masochist, and you're going to do this yourself, right? <laughs> and yeah. you, you you had a light bulb moment—no pun intended. Like, mm-hmm. ex- ex- can you talk to me about what happened there? Did the light bulb thing come first? Was this afterwards? Like, h- how did you get from there, what we just talked about, to now? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so oh, uh, I'll try to keep it succinct. So, I was working at, uh, in finance. I was in. I was at a nonprofit. I was about 22 years old working i don't know 50 hours a week flying around the country as an assistant and i was like this is there's no money in this i need to make money uh and so i went from nonprofit to for-profit which was finance and we managed uh, retirement accounts right portfolios and i thought hey i can make money here only to find out that your rolodex and who you know and what they're worth is more important than what you're worth and i was like okay that's (laughs) that's not gonna work for me um I went out and I brought my boss a $50 million book of business, different accounts. Long story short, he goes, you're going to be the highest paid person here. I'm 22, 23. Like, this is great. Wonderful. I transfer all the accounts over. And then he goes, well, technically, you don't know each individual account. So that doesn't count. So you don't get anything. And I'm like, uh, I was discouraged at this point. I literally gave up, Carlos. I was done. I was like, okay, that was my Hail Mary. Everything I had. Um, He goes, here's four grand. Take it or leave it. So I took it. Any normal person would have quit on the spot. Uh, I I did what was uh, hard and I stayed and I trained someone and I left. Funny story. That person that I trained quit two weeks later and called me six months later and said, hey, there's this company that sells light bulbs. I think you'd be a great fit. Ironic, this is crazy. I'm like, had I not just done the right thing, it's probably would have never happened. So I say, yeah, sure. Um, I'm at home playing video games. <laughs> I have given up on life. And uh, I come to this company and I've done uh, customer service work for, for years. And so... They just needed somebody to do customer service, and I was like, "Hey, this is easy. Um, I'll do customer service. I'll go home, play my video games, and just stew and defeat. And so I come to this this company, and uh, we were they were selling light bulbs on Amazon. <clears throat> and at the time, this is this I'm going to date myself here, okay, Don't judge me. I said, and I quote, "Who buys things on Amazon?" <laughs> I was like, "Who does that? Who buys no. on Amazon. That, yeah, I was like, yeah, now I look back and I'm, I'm like, that's embarrassing. Um, and the owner goes, people are starting to buy on Amazon. It's great. Um, and so I go, okay, cool. And uh, we used to do returns for customers and it, it, everything was clunky. It was like send an email to a person down the hall to do a, a, an exchange or a return. And I'm like, that's, ineff- that's inefficient. And being efficient is something that um, I think I was bitten by when I was 18 Excuse me. And I have I have an entire like note pad in my phone of all these softwares for things that will help you be efficient tools. And and, uh, it's just an efficient I love efficiency. And so I'm like, this is inefficient. So I start building processes in their business for them and they go, oh, wow, you're really good at that. And I'm like, well, I'm just solving a problem I have. Like, I, I, I don't want to sit here and email and have somebody message me and go, where's my light bulb? I'm like, let me just check somewhere and go. Oh, oh, yeah, it's sent out. There's a tracking number. Here you go. <clears throat> Fast forward. Um, my boss goes, hey, I need help launching on Canada. And I'm like, sure. I had always wanted to be in marketing. It's something I always wanted to do. I went to school for business. Um graduated with an AA degree in business administration. I got into every college I wanted to get into and I stopped and I said, why would I pay you to give me a piece of paper to tell me that I know how to do what I'm doing? It just doesn't I was like, ah I'm good. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go to work. So here I am at work and I'm like, yes, I want to do marketing. And so I go home and I open up YouTube and I'm like, I'm going to be the best there ever was um at marketing. And so I start researching how to sell on Amazon. And uh, I will never forget the video of Greg Mercer popping up selling jungle sticks. Oh yeah. And I watched it and he's like, yeah, I think it was in like Taiwan or somewhere. And he's like, yeah, I'm traveling right now. And my sticks are selling. And I'm like, wait, what? And he's like, anybody can do it. And literally a light bulb went off. And I was like, oh my goodness, hold on. Are they doing what he's doing? Because this is, Hold this. It, it was it was almost like all of the training and all of the the books I had been reading and all the webinars and coaches and everything that I had been like spending money on to be prepared for this moment really came into alignment. And I was like, oh crap, this is it. This is it. I, this i I've, I've found a passive business that I can build that will produce um, profit for me that doesn't require me to have to exert all this energy and effort. And I'm working in this place that's doing it. Hands on, and they want me to start launching in a different marketplace. It just it all clicked, and so um, I launched products in Canada. Uh, my boss said, "Wow, you did really great." <clears throat> and then that's right around the time when Manny Code started. So I was there before Helium Ten, before before all of it. AMP and podcast episode one, um, I was there for all of it. And so I'm literally at work, listening to podcasts, watching. Webinars, watching YouTube videos while I'm working, and talking and chatting with people around me. And I'm literally I had a notebook where I'm filling out what worked and what didn't work, what I tried, what and so i'm I'm launching products. We have a brand new product we want to launch. How do we create a listing? Um, and i'm 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 just practicing every day, eighty hours a week for three years, right? And so I start, you know what? let me <clears throat> let me see if I can sell my own product. And so I started doing research, and uh, I come across one of many products. I had a whole board of things I wanted to try, and uh, it, there was athletic tape. I grew up playing football. I knew what good athletic tape was, what what it was not, what sucked about it, what was good about it. And so um, I went to factories. <clears throat> no lie, I probably went to about 60 different factories. And I tried to get this tape that would do all these things that I wanted it to do because I knew what good tape should be doing. I found two that could do it. One of them was overpriced. The other one said, we believe in what you're trying to do. Let's have at it. And so I ordered their product. I'm still working, by the way. Right? I'm still working. By the way, I only had $700. (laughs) That's all I had when I started. I had no money. I actually, I borrowed money from friends in the office (laughs) to start my Amazon brand. Uh, they're like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Here you go. It's like 300 bucks, 500 bucks. One, one girl gave me a thousand dollars. She's like, I think you can do it. And I bought product and, and it sold out in a week. And I was like, oh, whoa, that was way faster than I thought. <clears throat> and the story continues from there. Um, but, <laughs> but, uh, by the time I got to the point where it was like, Hey, I think I need to leave this spot. I went from customer service rep to VP of marketing. I had hired 20 people in the marketing department to run this place, people with MBAs, bachelors, tons of experience, and I'm managing them. And some of these people are making, you know, 50, 60 grand. I'm making like three times what everybody's making. But I made the mistake of training everyone to do what it was that I knew how to do. And so things started to get a little uncomfortable because it was like, why are, are you here when we have all these people now? So um I was like, you know what? Seeing the writing on the wall, I should probably get out of here. Um, and so I quit. <clears throat> the business at that point was making, what, three times what I was getting paid. So I was like, OK, I'm fine. I can leave. Uh, funny story. I left. And then I got another job like a month later because I was so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and this is during the time when Amazon would shut you down no questions asked right so um long story long winded but um hopefully that gives you some detail
0: Absolutely what you you left out I think I think you left out something that most people would lead with and I think this this says a lot and I, I mean this in a great way uh, about you where is the shark tank like how can you <laughs> You just took me through everything, but you, you, we didn't talk about the Shark Tank. Like, wh- where does that come into this
1: equation? So Shark Tank, um, you know, what's funny is my wife got me on Shark Tank. Mm. I, did, I, didn't, I, I didn't even like, I used to watch Shark Tank as a kid. Um, I call myself a kid. we like 20, 20, 22, 21, 23. <clears throat> How old are you I now? In, uh, 33. 33. So still young, still young, for sure. Um, I used to sit watching Shark Tank with tears in my eyes. Because I could not come up with an idea to be on there. I'd see stuff and I'm like, I thought of that. I yes. thought of that. And, and, and it just brought me to tears because I'm like, I'm tired of seeing stuff on the show that I think of. I can't think of an idea. And here it is, like, what, 12, 13 years later, I'm on the show for something so trivial that it's like, isn't that ironic? Um, so she, she applies for me and I get a call. We're at SeaWorld. Hey, this is the producers from Shark Tank. And I'm like, okay, who's like who's joking around with me on the phone right now? It's just funny. But I think it's like a like what are those people called? Like the uh the auto dialers, the marketers. But
0: well, you know at this point that she already applied for you.
1: No, I didn't know. <laughs> like she, she told me. She's like, hey, I applied for you. Um because I'm on the phone and I'm like, okay, one second. I'm like, hey, Shark Tank's calling me? And she goes, Oh, I forgot to tell you. She applied ah. for you i'm like what uh hello and so we go through this whole thing um the process to get on shark tank is thorough if if you think selling your business is thorough try to go on abc network it's it's like somebody literally strips you down spreads your cheeks and says cough like we want to see it and know everything because we got to make sure that it's all legit um so that process was tough. Um, and then and, uh, we, we went on Shark Tank. And, and, and hold on, uh, hold
0: on, so, so hold on, that that process. So like, do you think that's just to make sure like, that you are legit and worthy of being on the show? Or is it also because the sharks are gonna be like believing what you say when you're doing X, X, and X and, and they're gonna be saying yes or no based on that. So the show needs to know that that's true.
1: Both, both, both. So one ABC is like, they're lawyers. I probably talked to like seven. They were like, we want to see everything from every word on every pat, like everything. So they went through everything with a fine-tube comb. And then they said, send us all your financials. And this wasn't like, send us last year's." They were like, send us – it was like five years of financials. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Um, and they went through everything. And then after you get a deal, the sharks actually go through it again to make sure that what you said was what it was. But, yeah, they, they, they validate and verify everything that you say on there.
0: Okay, so you – you make it through that brutal process. I imagine the, the fall off rate like is huge there. Like a lot of people don't even make it all the way through the process.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's the best way to describe it? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a numbers game, right? So they squid, have a lot games, of
0: squid games,
1: squid yeah. games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. Squid games. A lot of people. Um, and uh, yeah. So uh, Shark Tank is like, uh, they say Shark Tank is like fight club. What happens on Shark Tank stays on Shark Tank and you don't talk about Fight Club. Like what happened behind the scenes, they're like, you cannot talk about it. It's our secret sauce. And if we catch you talking about it, you're gonna be a lot of trouble. And so I'm like, yeah, okay, got it. Enough said. So how do I word this?
0: You you know, let me let me just say something. Like, what if I was gonna get on Shark Tank and I've mm-hmm. I've launched a lot of different brands, um, I would imagine that the product needs to be like remember NeuroGum Mm -hmm. or something so far out there that just stuns you, right? You were going up there with tape, Mm -hmm. right? So like, did that play anything? Like I would have been nervous as hell. Like I wouldn't care if I was the number one bestseller tape. You see how brutal they can be to to people that get up there on the shark tank and you're going up there with tape. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That wasn't a
0: thing. Like you weren't nervous about that.
1: Ah, uh, no. I wasn't because I it's been what six years. I have put so much effort into ensuring that the product is good. Like there's no doubt in my mind that it is, right? That's number one. And number two, I mean, you, I've sold over 15. I, I mean, now to date we're, we're what eighteen, 19 million dollars worth sure. of it. so at that po- at that point, I'm like, if they grill me and I don't know something. That's just on me, right? Like you've been doing this for six years and you don't know your numbers? Like, come on, my guy. And <laughs>
0: hey, what what was something? the what what was your what was your outcome of it? It's obviously successful, regardless of what the sharks decided. But like, what was the outcome on the show? I I saw the I don't know if it's a sizzle reel, but I'm going to link to your YouTube channel in the show notes so that people can watch it. I highly recommend watching it. Um, somebody said when you sell this business, come to me first with your next great idea or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. When, yeah. w- what was the outcome on the show?
1: Um so Mr. Wonderful offered me a deal, right? He goes, "Hey, look, I'll tell you what." Um let me back up. All of them said in unison, "Sell it." All of them, "Sell it. Sell it." And so I asked, "Buy it." <laughs> I'm like, Are you got to buy it or I mean, if somebody tells you to sell your business. It's like, "Well, then you must you must think it's valuable." So then buy it. And if you don't think it's valuable for, for you to buy it, then why would you tell me to sell it? What was their, um, what
0: was their logic for that? Like it hit the ceiling of where it could go. You're susceptible to knockoffs. There's nothing, no, you know, what no, was no, it?
1: No. Their logic was this, right? And I think uh, a lot of us who sell on Amazon can, can, can agree with this. Amazon takes a lot of our margin, right? FBA fees, advertising, fulfillment, et cetera. Right. Um, to scale a business on that platform, you you will need a lot of capital to do so, right? Assuming um, you have, I would say, an average Amazon margin, <clears throat> and that's a whole another discussion about margin work. <laughs> that's a, that's another discussion. Excuse me. Um, but they looked at it and and basically. As your business grows, and, and by the way, the business, is it grows up like, what, any, anywhere from 100 to 300% a year, boom, boom, boom. And they're looking at the inventory commitment, right, that's, that's required of you. And I think any consumer packaged good product company understands this. You need a very nice line of credit with very nice terms for you to continue to grow that business at a sustainable rate, right? Um, And they looked at it, and they're going, wait a minute, you know, if you're buying over a million dollars a year in inventory, and you're growing at 300%, where's that other few million coming from outside of your profit? Oh, from me? No. (laughs) I don't want to continue to put in money into that. You should sell it to a bigger company who has those pockets who can grow that to be that big and they'll probably go public or they'll probably just wrap it into their portfolio of products they already have and they've already got the systems, the processes, the money and all that. That was their logic for it. Um, But I I think any, any normal person watching would go, there must be something wrong or it doesn't make sense. Why would they not do it? But when you look into the numbers of it, and you own an Amazon business, so you know what I'm talking about. It's like, Hey, uh, all my profit is going into buying more inventory to keep it going, or you get a a, a very nice loan in order to to fund that thing, or you have insane margins. Um, and so the the sharks are basically like, hey, look, you've got the skill to do it. I know you can do it again. This this is growing rapidly, like rapidly. You should probably sell it to somebody who has big pockets who can keep it going. I don't want to go on that journey.
0: That's wild. What? So when you did you notice a lift in sales from your brand on or off of Amazon? I'm assuming you also sell off of Amazon. Yeah. Um, did you notice a lift in sales because of the exposure you got on Shark Tank? I've always heard that that's a thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I did notice a lift. I think that there's some uh, marketing imagination in the, like the, the size of the lift. Um, you know what it felt like after Shark Tank? It felt like prime day for a week, which is cool, which is great, right? Um, and now every time the show airs, <clears throat> it feels like a bit a, a bump, boom, bump, boom, bump, which is cool, which is great. Um, off of Amazon, yes, uh, lifting sales for sure. Um, it's it to me it was nominal. I I, I didn't view. Shark Tank as a scapegoat. I didn't view it as a magic pill. I didn't view it as any of that stuff. To be very honest with you, Carlos, secret between you and me, kind of didn't want to do it. (laughs) I kind of didn't want to do it. I was like, is this, is it worth the return? And at the end of the day, the narrative on TV, you don't get to control what that is. And I think anyone who owns a business, when it comes to their marketing and their message, They want to have control over what it is that I'm communicating to customers. Right. Um, Whether they buy or not. And so I didn't have that. And I was like very nervous and and weary, like, ah, should I, should I not? And if you notice at the very beginning of the episode, they played like this, you know, dinky music. And I'm like, ah, here we go. Um, And so it was, it was, uh, it was a great experience. If I could do it again, I would do it again. It was like a roller coaster. It was so much fun. Um, but I didn't view it as a magic pill. Uh, Sales do get lifted, but it's not anything, you know, life changing for sure.
0: All right. So, so now, now, now we're going to get the, the hot pokers out of the fire here and try to get some of this. I want to, I want to extract some of this black magic from you. 30 minutes a month.
1: Let's do it. 30 minutes a
0: month. Okay. I'm assuming. How did you get to 30 minutes a month? Like, do you also, it didn't take you 30 minutes a month to start this thing. Right? No,
1: no, 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 no. All the time
0: is at the front. Talk, talk to me about the progression of that.
1: Okay. So <clears throat> I was working 80 hours a week um, from 8 a.m. to what? 9, 8 p.m. Um, five days a week. Um, actually, I work Saturdays as, as well. I would get home and I'd stay up to one in the morning working on my brand. I did that for, what are we, six years? I don't want to do the math to go back, but I did that for about a year and a half, two years. I did that. And there was a lot of time and effort that went into that. And a lot of the processes that allow it to be 30 minutes a month were built then, right? Um, And let's talk about the process of selling on Amazon. I think people overcomplicate it to try and find magic pills that don't exist. That's one of the big problems. Preach! It's, it's it's like here's this hack, here's this sneak, here's this thought, and it's like that's all cool and great, but at the end of the day, it's 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 sales, period, point blank, period, and it's it's making sure, especially on Amazon, all Amazon cares about is the customer. Bottom line, okay? <clears throat> I'm I'm gonna stand on the soapbox. Let me let me get down really quick. I see. I, it for for
0: anyone not <laughs> seeing this on the video, like you're 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 getting amped.
1: It's it's frustrating to me because new people come into this and they have a hope and desire of building a business, right. Or creating some passive income. And they're told how quote easy it is, how fast it is, how all this stuff when it's like, that's not the case at all. I'm going to come back to that, but let me, let me, let me, let me talk about this 30 minutes. Okay. So you have very simply, right. When you strip it down, you have a product. It's on the platform. You need to get it from point A to point B. Amazon handles to point C. Very simple. Okay. Don't overcomplicate it. Get it from point A to B. Amazon handles from B to C. Okay. That is is the, the sourcing part. Sourcing and the logistics of shipping it. Okay. If you figure out a process for how to source products, where the where do the ideas come from? It's the same places all the time. Customers literally tell you what they want. How you want to go about that is up to you. Whether that be reviews, whether that be questions, whether that be um Customers also purchase, whether that be Facebook groups, whether that be Reddit, whatever that is, your source of getting information for product ideas comes from somewhere, right? Now, how you pull that information, do you want to do it or do you want to have someone else do it? Or can you build a software to pull? It's up to you, right? But there's a process you can create. Moving on. Now, sourcing that product from manufacturers. There's a bunch of different websites you can go to. You don't have to say anything different or unique to each individual company period. You can say the same exact thing. There's a, there's a removal of time in that process. Great. When people actually respond to you and you start to have the conversations, are you having them or is someone else having them? Is there a template for that conversation? It's it's the same thing most of the time, right? Especially if you're in, um, you create a new brand, uh, there's a specific type of product um, or types of product in that brand that all have similarities to them, right? Um, I have a I have a few brands, by the way. This is just the brand that um is it, it's my family's name on it, right? This is my this is my baby. Um, but there's a there's a, a process to be created. Okay, now it needs to be shipped. That's like that's literally an email. Hey, freight forwarder, or you can use Amazon's program. <laughs> Connect the two. Done. Don't have to worry about it, right? Uh, storage, whether you use Amazon storage, a 3PL, or you just go straight th- Whatever that process is, that, there's a process for that. There's no there's no time. Now, the creative side, I think this is where a lot of people spend time is in the creative side of like my listing images, um, my packaging, um, my copy. <laughs> How do I want to put this? <clears throat> the most time spent... Um, for product research or sourcing or selling, or whatever the case is, is spent listening to what customers want. If you do that at the very beginning of every single product you sell, the listing builds itself. It's very simple, right? Where hey, where are
0: you where are you doing this listening?
1: So one, like I said, you, you you just go to you go to Amazon, you type in what it is, right? From whatever ideas you've got. Um, let's, let's use GoPro mod, right? Let's do a GoPro microphone mod or something like that, right? You type that into Amazon, all these competitors come up, you hold down control and you click all the competitors, open all their pages, go to their reviews. I literally take out an Excel sheet and here's what I create. I go, this is what people like. This is what people don't. This is what they wish they had. This is what, um, this is, this is what they like. This is what they don't. This is what they wish they had. Um, This is where they're using it. This is how they're using it. This is who is using it. I've built a listing at at that point, because now you're going to see the same words mentioned over and over and over again as to what they care about, what they don't. Those go in your bullet points, right? So images that you can create because you know who's using it, how they're using it, what they like, what they want, what they don't. Now you take that same information and now you go to a factory, whatever factory that is, and you literally say, this is what it needs to do. This is what it doesn't need to do. This, this is what needs to be fixed. And you have all of them work on fixing it. And then you take those products and you give them to the people who are going to be buying them, whether that be in Facebook groups. I have, you haven't even sourced it and sold it yet. You're just taking samples and you're giving them away and you're saying, hey, try these, try these, try these. People will literally do that for you for free because they want to make YouTube content, right? Or they just want to be helpful whatever the case is.
0: Hold on. When, you're, when, come, you're, when you're giving these products away, are we still in the sample stage of this? Is we're what still you're talking sampling.
1: About? We're okay. still sampling, right? And what you can do is you can build like a uh, a beta program. You build this beta program with the customers and you say, hey, we're, we're we're launching new products. Who wants to be a part of the beta program, right? What do you get? You get access to new products before they come out and you get to test them. Yes, it costs you money, but that's nothing compared to what you're going to be selling, right? So I'm using customers who are going to buy the product to tell me which ones they like and which ones they don't. As you can see, I've, 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 I've what I call hyper leverage. I've leveraged the research on the customers at the very beginning to do all of this stuff. That's where the most of, your to- most of your time is spent is doing that research. Once the customers tell me, hey, I like this one. I don't like this one. I like this. I don't like that. Hey, factory, next iteration. This is what I mean when I say Amazon is not a, uh, oh, just get that from that same place and put a new name on it and throw it up. That's why it's not working for you. It's, it's you're, you're, you're trying to copy.
0: That, that makes Sorry, sense. No, that, that that makes sense. That, that's, I, I attempt to go down the same path. I, I, I forget who said this. I read it somewhere. It's uh, a strategy I try to deploy, which is like an uh, I do, we do, you do sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's like in the beginning, you're doing it and you're doing it 80 hours a week and and, and then you're doing it with somebody to get this pass off or these connections or getting that going to where it's finally you do. And that other person is doing, um, Mm -hmm. in your case though, are you building a team? Are you doing this by yourself?
1: So here's the beauty of it. I have, I have one, I have one VA in the Philippines and I have one, um, I would call her VA as well on the East Coast. That's it. That, that, that person in the States manages this entire process. I've taught her how to do all of it, right? And so literally, my person in the Philippines does all of the, 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 the talking with the suppliers, all of that work that somebody's got to do. But the person in, uh, in the States she's the one that's going through that checklist of here's all the things that it needs to be here's all the things that it needs to do because i've, I've we've worked together for years at this point right so she's got it down so it, it doesn't require me to jump in at all when i jump in is hey here's the packaging completed here's the product try it out here's the listing take a look here are the pictures take a look that's when i jump in and i'm like oh uh, change that, change that because there's principles of marketing that I'm looking at the images and the copy to go, Hey, you might want to add that in here, or Hey, you might want to add this. Where's the, uh, the through? do we have a coupon? Do we have a plus, do we need a plus, et cetera, et cetera. So there's little things that I'm jumping in to do. She's literally managing that process because I've created a quote unquote process for it. So,
0: so, so I, I looked, I, I, I pulled up, I could just search my brand names. I, I don't know yeah. all your keywords. I'm sure I could guess some, but I, but I searched my brand name on Amazon. Like, I have it open beside me, right? Beautiful, Mm -hmm. by the way. Like, Thank you. Listings are gorgeous. I I even love how on one of the white boxes and there's a black box. And I'm like, why would he do two different color boxes? And then I saw it has to do with the color of the tape. So -hmm. so I think they're beautiful. I see, though, also that you're, I mean, you're covering your bases. Like, I searched your brand name and you're targeting your brand name. So, like, you're Mm -hmm. coming up protecting your stuff. Awesome. Somebody's running some good ads on this. Is that this person in the States? You, I don't think you're pulling this off with 30 minutes. Is this the Philippines? Like, how are you I'm, managing I'm that?
1: A, I'm about to upset a lot of people. This is this is part of the secret sauce. I don't I, I don't know if I should <laughs> I should share this. Um, okay. Mm, this is gonna make some people mad. Go uh, oh, ahead. Yeah, that, that's what it's about. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. Uh, trigger warning. Throw it on the screen. Trigger warning. Um, I haven't touched my ads in months. Oh man, you just made a lot of enemies, man. Like <laughs> I here's like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna dispel some myths. Oh man. Um people think that optimizing their ads needs to be a consistent, consistent thing. But I think what we forget is that you're optimizing not only against Amazon, but against competitors. You're optimizing against competitors and competitors have what? They have a floor in their margin and a ceiling. And so literally this is going to piss some people off. It's a game of chicken. Are you going to lose more money than me? No, you're not going to. Absolutely not. And guess what? You move up. I'm still below where you are. And you're gonna move up to where you're happy and comfy, and I'm right below there, and my volume is higher. I win. It's not complicated now let me say let me let me i I know that's a a generalization and a gross statement <clears throat> as long as you're targeting the keywords that move the volume <clears throat> not only in, in in top of search um but also uh, <laughs> on actual listing pages right um it's uh, trying, trying to explain this to people who have such a technical analysis of like doing um, advertising on Google and moving to Amazon. It's difficult because on Google, it's like there's all these different factors and variations and things you can test and try on Amazon. It's very simple. All they care about is that the person get what they were searching for period. That's it. Simple. And whether that's through the SERP or through somebody else's page, Did the person get, did did they get what they were searching for? How do we, how do we know that happened? They didn't return it. They left a good review. Simple. Don't overcomplicate it. Yes, there's a bunch of other factors that go into that, but you have to look at it from Amazon's perspective. We need things moved out of our warehouse. We need sales to happen. um, And we need customers to be happy. That's our entire ethos is customer centric. If you just think about it in that way, this feeds into the advertising As I go, What keywords are people typing in? What are they looking for? Oh, this is exactly what they're looking for. Okay, how is your your price based on the, the competition of your competitors? That's a whole nother conversation, right? Some people are like, oh, you know, customers like to see my brand. No one cares about your brand. Sorry, no one cares. Customers, I literally talk to people all day. I literally run a DSP where people shop and buy packages all day. I'm out delivering, talking to customers, literally asking them. They're like, oh, yeah, I look at the price and the reviews. That's, like, that's it. And then I click it and I go, I'm looking to answer a question that I have already in my mind. If it answers it and it has a little coupon, I take the box and add it. Don't overcomplicate it. I know I'm jumping all over the place. No, um, no, no. This
0: is, this is great. But the 30 minutes that you actually do work per month, what, what do you, what do you, what do you do? Like, what, what are the, what does that 30 minutes look like?
1: So the 30 minutes for me is I'm looking at like new listing content when it comes in. If there isn't none, you jump in, you look at your ads. Hey, we're within our band of acos. Um, I'm looking to see if there are any outliers in acos um or any out, outliers in spend. Oh, great. They're not. Or hey, there are. tweak, tweak. so
0: you're so Move you're bars. spending it you're spending it looking at your reports and all it. just you're looking at reports. Are the reports prepared in any special way by your team, or you just you just nope. go in there and grab that's like one of those layers nope. you don't want to complicate
1: so 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 here's the thing, right? Um, there's there's a few points selling on Amazon that matter, in my opinion. Um one of them is uh, bsr. Another one is your your revenue, and then the other one is <laughs> your advertising spend. And there's a correlation between those three. it's It's don't overcomplicate it, right? Um in like your, your ranking, right? I said bsr but like keyword ranking. And so if you know what the main keywords are and you know, What your ranking is, your BSR will stay within a certain range and your velocity and sell-through will stay within a certain range and your advertising costs will stay within a certain range. Now, new people come in, you'll see a spike in your spend or a decrease in your spend. It will tell you something. They're like indicators that move 80% of what's going on on your Amazon store. Granted, this came from looking at a portfolio of 1,200 SKUs. So having it down to, I think we have 50 Is like child's play at this point. You find out what those main indicators are. So to answer your question directly, I'm looking at reports, but I'm not looking at anything special, guys. I'm I'm literally looking at revenue and I'm going, okay, sales are here. I'm looking at BSR and I'm going, okay, where's BSR, right? I'm looking at spend and I'm going, where's spend? Okay, cool. I'm looking at keyword rankings and going, cool, keyword rankings are stable. Should any of those move? One of those four will tell me what's going on very, very, very quickly. And then from there it's just the experience of having. I could break it down if you want, but you, you jump no, in. And no, you go that, ahead. that
0: that's perfect. That that I love it. I, I love I love hearing that. There's a lot of truth in that. And I also love that any, you know, PPC software agency or <laughs> or da, data whore, data PPC whore is gonna like really not like this. So like I love They're gonna that be even stat. more.
1: They're gonna be upset. They're I'm sure we're going to like, I, uh, here's the funny thing too, people like I used to actually work with like Amazon PPC agencies. I've worked with, I think, three or four of them and I've helped them build out their processes and systems. <laughs> and I've sat and looked at accounts, like accounts doing tens of millions, right, millions per month, uh, hundreds of thousands per month, barely any per month. And I'm, I'm telling you, those four metrics will tell you so much because they allow you to find a problem and address a problem. If your BSR is down, well, if your BSR is down, that means someone else's is up. Very simple. Don't overcomplicate it. Okay. If your BSR is down, your sales are probably down more than likely. Right? Okay. Well, if they're down, that means your keywords should be down on, on somewhere. on some. It's very, very simple to go, oh, there's the issue. Now, how you solve it, I think that's where the experience comes in, right? That's where your pocketbook comes in. That's where your marketing skill co- comes in. And that's where – that's – that's if, if at any time I need to spend more time, I'm now going in and going, okay, someone's gunning for a specific keyword. I see that. How many reviews do they have? They have this many. How many do I have? Hmm. Where's the competitive advantage that I have that they don't or they have that I don't? And I'm learning. And I'm going, okay, let's compete. This is cool. This is great. This is fine, right? Black hat, total different thing, right? That happens. You just kind of got to you know, cross your fingers, pray to Jesus and, and, <laughs> and hope everything works out.
0: Let's switch gears a second. So um, I don't know if you've heard previous episodes on the show. So I don't know. You, you probably don't know where I stand. So I, that's good. So I want to see where you, where you fall on this. Okay. You went all in on tape. Why you had the experience to know what works on Amazon. You could have gone, you know, inch deep, mile wide, you chose mile deep, inch wide. Um, Why? What was your thought process in that? Do you think you have an advantage um, by niching down the way you have?
1: Um, There's something called the halo effect internally at Amazon and Amazon, when you, so remember when AMG was around, Amazon marketing group, this was a while back. Yeah, Absolutely. And yet you had to spend like 50 grand just to be in the program uh, a month. And uh, they were really big on the halo effect. And we learned from doing that, again, this is from the experience of the opportunity that I had to, to sit and, and, and watch somebody make, what, $6 million a month. <laughs> I, 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 we learned Amazon really values that halo effect and their algorithm loves it because customers buy this, they also buy that. And it's all within that mile deep, right? If they bought this, then they'll buy that. And they bought this and they'll buy that. Building a brand that way, to me, from what I've experienced and what I've seen, um, it's you, you get lower advertising costs. One, you've already got brand—I don't want to say brand loyalty, but brand recognition—because someone's already bought your previous product or they've already added it to cart. there's already a trust factor there. Plus, you've got the reviews, so it, it kind of relieves some of the, the the social proof pressure, the the advertising cost pressure to be able to sell those products that are deeper. I've seen portfolios. Uh, I worked with a company uh, in San Diego. They had 1,800 SKUs that were wide. It, that, that was a beast. And I watched them sh- struggle with 20% of their sales coming, uh, or let me say 80% of the sales coming from about 20% of the portfolio And the rest of them, it was like, you need to start over. You guys understand how Amazon works. Like every product you launch is going to sound crazy. If it is not similar to a new product, you're effectively launching a new quote unquote business is the way you have to look at it. You got to treat each SKU like its own business. If you're going wide, you need to replenish that inventory. You can't replenish it off the back of another listings inventory, uh, cash, right? So if you're creating more work for yourself, that's just the way that I see it. Right versus if you just go deep, it's like, hey, uh, uh, I'm leveraging the the social proof and power of this listing to sell through the rest of the products that I have um, with less less uh, pressure. That's just the way I see it.
0: Yeah, and I'm assuming you work with the same factory. Shipping's always the same. Like it, it's very dialed in, very uh, processizable, very thirty minutes a month. I love. Yes, it, it is. I, I you 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 over delivered today. I. I'm feeling energized after this, uh, (laughs) after the show, how does somebody reach you with any questions or like, do you mind if somebody reaches out and be like, man, I'm working nine bazillion hours a month and I'd love to just be at 40 a week. Like, can you give some advice on how people uh, could head in that direction? Or maybe just somebody that wants to reach out and say, thank you for, for what you shared.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, you guys can hit me up on Instagram. Um, I'm not the most active. I used to have a job as a social media manager It made me hate social media, so (laughs) I'm barely on. Uh, But you guys can hit me on Instagram at Seneca Hampton. Say what's up, Um, and I'm I'm happy to help. the The efficiency, the processes, looking at things um, to see where things can be more efficient is is kind of my jam. Um, My boss at the light bulb company, I left when I quit. He literally said, "I want you to come back, and I want you to make things efficient because you're very good at it." And it's just my jam. Like I love doing that. So if somebody's overworking, There's probably 80% of what you're doing you don't need to do.
0: (laughs) I love it, man. I guess there's worse problems to have, right? To be efficient. (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, there are. Yeah. But there's some trade-offs for sure.
0: Before letting you go on with your day, what is your favorite book and why?
1: Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Love it. Why? It changed changed the way that I thought about money. It changed the way that I thought about myself. It changed the way that I thought about responsibility, period. (laughs) Um I I was I've I've I have another business I have what, 50 employees and I was just speaking to one of my employees last night something happened and her first knee-jerk reaction was this is not my fault which is a normal the normal thought right um and I told her I understand that but this is where our superhuman power kicks in it doesn't matter whose fault it is it matters how you solve the problem and as long as something is somebody else's fault you never have the 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 weight of solving it. And so that book really kind of put into perspective for me, there's no one coming to in, coming in save you. It doesn't matter whose fault it is. You need to solve it and figure it out. And if you don't want it, it won't happen. So stop blaming other people.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I suspect that I'll be reaching out to you to come back on the show. <laughs> Sounds like there's a lot more to unpack and we barely scratched the surface. So thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you, man.